What's up, everybody? I hope everybody's having a good day. So, remember last week how I told you guys I beat the God of War main story? Well, I've been all a Valkyrie, so now I get to fight the Valkyrie Queen. Man, she's something else. But hopefully, next week I have been her and I can tell you guys I have defeated her. And for the most part, that completes most of what I wanted to do in the game. Because you could do a bunch of other stuff, but it honestly doesn't interest me. Well, actually, that's not true, but if I don't do the other stuff, it, I'll feel alright. But as long as I defeat these Valkyries, and um, I enjoyed the game a, lo a lot, I can't wait for Ragnarok. God of War Ragnarok coming out in November, so I'm going to be checking that out. So, yeah, that's all I got for you guys. Um, remember, follow me, Punch the Mouth Official. Instagram, official underscore PITM on Twitter. Later, guys. Deuces. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the fights. Peace. What up, everybody? Well, why is it so loud? Oh, I know why. I cannot hear anything. There. Can you get, I can hear myself now. Okay, good. Right? Yes. Okay. Oh, what a weird way to start the podcast, but whatever. What up, everybody? Welcome to the Punch in the Mouth podcast. I'm Adrian. We are episode 71. This is episode seven. We. Are you guys listening to the way I'm speaking? Oh, my God. This is episode 71. I was about to say we again. Oh my god. Anyway, congrats to Benson Henderson. Came out with the W against Peter Quigley in his backyard of Ireland. Yoel DMX Romero. I'm kidding, Yoel. I love you, Yoel. I love you, Yoel. Anyway, that was great. He beat the brakes off of Melvin Manhoof. But we're going to get into that. And what's next for everybody? Let's do it. So we're going to recap Bellator this past weekend. No UFC this past weekend, but we got UFC this weekend. And they're taking another week-long break. Can you guys believe that? Which is cool for me because I'm going to Aftershock next weekend. So I'm going to be able to watch too much TV. So, so Benson Henderson defeats Peter Queeley. Now, what... I found most interesting about all this was what he said in the video package. He says, I signed a four-fight deal, and that's it. And I'm going to get back to this later. Yoel Romero defeats Melvin Manhoff. He wants to fight Johnny Eblen for the 185 title, which is very strange to me because I thought he was, I know he no longer trains at AT&T HQ, but I thought he was, his gym is called AT&T Soldier of God. Bro, I am messing up left and right today. ATT, not ATNT. AT. You are hilarious, Adrian. ATT. His gym is called ATT Soldier of God, I believe. Let's look it up to make sure. Let's look it up to make sure. ATT. No, well, I don't know, but I remember that his gym was called ATT Soldier of God. 
He no longer trains at the HQ because he lives in Miami and the HQ is in Coconut Creek. But he wants to fight Johnny Eblen and then Johnny Eblen responded by saying, Oh, he's just another legend I need to take out. But Johnny Eblen made a point. He's like, I at least want to see him fight once at 185 to make sure he can make weight because it's been a while since he made weight. The the middleweight weight limit. Which I believe was the last time was... Was it Yoel Romero? I mean, Israel Adesanya? It was. Oh, my God. And, like, he recently snapped a four-fight. Wait, wait, wait. One, two, yeah, three. Yeah, four-fight losing streak because he lost to Robert. I thought he won that fight. Paulo. Paulo won that fight clean. Israel. That luster performance by both athletes. And then Phil. He got he got that many and that was the one where he's like, Oh, I thought I had five rounds. Like what? But anyway, you know, I wants to fight Johnny Eblen. I will, I have the same concerns that Johnny has is can you all make the weight? You know? That's my only question. Um Liam McCord defeats Diana Silva. Pedro Calvallo defeats Matt Burnell. Yeah, man, it was a good card all around. Okay, now, so if we have to, we have to take what Ben said at face value because his ultimate dream is to. He says, "I already been world champion. Um, now my attentions are turning to my wife, and she wants to be a world champion in MMA." So he signed a new four fight deal because after he beat Islam, not Islam Mahashev, another Islam. That was the end of his contract, so he signed. A new four fight deal. This Peter Quilly fight was the first of those four fights. So we have to take what he said at face value. Now. Now let's look at this. I'm coming back to Benson. But I'm going to read you another article. Eddie Alvarez amicably parts ways with one championship. Enters free agency. Eddie Alvarez is a free agent again. The former UFC lightweight champion has officially parted ways with one championship. After signing a lucrative multi-fight deal with the promotion back in 2018, Alvarez confirmed the news via Twitter following an initial report from South China Morning Post. Confirmed. I'm no longer with one, Alvarez wrote. We parted ways amicably and I remain on good terms with the one team. I want to thank Chatri for the opportunity and I look forward to watching their continued success. I'm officially a free agent and ready to hunt. Tell me who's next. And it goes on to say, One Championship also confirmed Alvarez's release in a message to MMA fighting on Wednesday. Alvarez leaves one with a 1-2 and two record along with a no contest in his four fights with the organization. I was going to say promotion. Um, So, this is where I come back to Benson. And this is where Scott Coker can't mess up. Like, Scott, don't mess this up. Can you imagine the video package for those two? You put two legends and you put the Underground King returns home. Because this is where Eddie made his name. I know he fought in Bulldog fights. Was it Bulldog or Sheerdog? I want to say the organization was Bulldog. But I don't know. It was Bulldog. Can you imagine the video package? I already see it now. You see Benson. And then, and then if it's the black or even a video package of just them announcing Eddie's return, saying, 
the underground king returns home and then you see him walking and then he comes out at like an event it would be cool if they do that this weekend at long beach even though i know he's not from california he's from philly but that'd be cool in my opinion i don't know about you guys but that's a fight i want to see eddie alvarez versus benson henderson especially since if what we take if we take benson at his word and say these next three are it i mean how do you not do that fight I mean, he's trying to do Anderson Silva versus Fedor. And I feel Benson versus Alvarez is a much more compelling fight at this stage of their career. Have they ever fought? I'm talking like this, and I don't even know if they've ever fought. No, they never fought. So that'd be a good fight. Two former UFC lightweight champs. would be a great fight. But that's my opinion on that. But let's move on. Oh, wait, wait. I talked about it right now. Bellator Long Beach. Dude, this main card is sick. Hey, ready, ready? Patricio Pitbull versus Adam Borix. AJ McKee in his lightweight debut against Spike Carlisle. Aaron Pico versus Jeremy Kennedy. And Juan Archuleta versus Enrique Barzula. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I would try to get um, credential for this event, but I'd rather just keep doing this and work on the YouTube channel. Talking about the YouTube channel, my UFC 279 recap video is done. I just need to do a few last-minute things, and it should be up by either at some point this week, but it is done, so stay on the lookout for that. Anyway, Patricio Pitbull versus Adam Borix. Well, first of all, I don't know if you guys follow how vigorously, how religiously you follow this podcast, but it should have been AJ. Like, come on. Like, something happened. I don't know if it's Bellator trying to mess with AJ because of his contract situation. Because as far as I knew, and everybody stopped talking to me about this, is that AJ was in the Champions Clause. And what I understand from the Champions Clause is it's three fights. Or a whole year from when you won the belt. And once you lose the belt, you're out of the clause. So I have no idea what's going on. I'll try to get more information. But this could very well be AJ's last fight on his contract. Unless you sign a new deal without telling anybody. Because that does sometimes happen. And then if he stays, there's a bunch of good matchups. There's uh, Usman Nurmagomedov. Tofik Mozaev. There's Patricky, there's Peter, there's Benson, three more fights, you know? I mean, we all know, right? We all know. And then I believe Patricio, I, I don't see him going to the UFC. I believe he started in Bellator. He's going to end his career there. I don't see him jumping ship. And that's okay. Like, you could build a legacy like that, even though people say, well, you won't be considered the best. It's irrelevant. He made his money. He's happy. It's okay. And he could be considered one of the best. Look at all the hype Chandler's getting. He beat him. And especially if Chandler wins his next fight. That just makes Patricio look good, man. So you know every time Chandler fights, Patricio's his number one fan, you know. And then Juan Archuleta, the Spaniard, fight Enrique Barzula. What a crazy fight that is. And I believe they're trying to rebook this one. Aaron Pico. Yeah. 
You know, Aaron Pico's looking at that title fight. He's a contender, man. Big fan of this guy. <laughs> Cannot wait. Cannot wait. And I know, I don't know how many metal fans listen to this podcast, but they're fighting in the same arena. Event Sanfold filmed their Long Beach DVD on April 10th, 2008. That's pretty crazy. I was there. So it should be good. And then we also, there, we got Bellator and UFC going head to head. Because also this weekend, Mackenzie Dern will fight Jan Shannon. Francisco Trinaldo will fight Randy Brown. Rowney Barcelos will fight Trevin Jones. Chodik Youssef will fight Don Chanese. John Castaneda, Castaneda will fight Daniel Santos. Mike Davis will fight Vyacheslav Boroshev. I hope I said that right. Alexi Olenek will fight Lair Latifi. Jessica Penny will fight Tabitha Ricci. Jeez, bro. Brendan Allen's coming back. What a good card. What a good card. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Okay, let's look at the rankings here. Mackenzie's number five. Jan is number six. And then, is this Mackenzie's fight since losing to um, Marina Rodriguez? No, she beat Tisha Torres. I forgot. So, okay. So, Mackenzie has lost to Marina Rodriguez. And Wei Li is going to fight Carla. If Mackenzie... Well, first of all. Marina Rodriguez, if she can, she tries to fight Rose Namajunas. Be like, all right, I could beat this girl. If Mackenzie wins, you know who she calls out? Jessica Andrade. And she's number four at strawweight and flyweight. Because Marina Rodriguez, I believe, is even beat Jan Shannon. Let me see. I will check. Yeah, she's beat both of these girls. So... If I'm Marina Rodriguez and her manager, I'm going, well, I already beat both of those girls. I deserve to fight someone above me. And Wei Li's already fighting the champion, so give me Rose or I'll wait. Like, you have the right to give the UFC a hard time because they can't be, they shouldn't be matching you up with people you already beat decisively. Or I don't know if she beat Jan decisively. I didn't see that fight. But we shall see, man. We shall see. These are some crazy fights. I'm excited for that one. I'm excited for Jessica Penne versus Tabitha Ricci. Alexi Olenek versus Lair Latifi. I'm excited for that. I'm always excited to see Randy Brown fight. What a good card. What a good card. I don't like it when Bellator and UFC go head-to-head because then I have to have one on my computer and then one on my TV. Sucks, man. Sucks. And then the UFC is taking a week off. And then we get Alexa Grasso's versus Vivian Arroyo. And then Cub Swanson will fight Jonathan Martinez. Brandon Royva will fight Askar Askarov. Leomana Martinez will fight Brandon Davis. Mike Jackson will fight Pete Rodriguez. Malsik. Bahadijarazan, I don't know if I said that right, will fight Joe Anderson Breto, Nick Maxima will fight Jacob Malcolm. Dusko Torovic will fight Jordan Ryan, and 
Neil Magny will fight Daniel Rodriguez. That's right. Danny Rodriguez is coming back just after, let's see, one, two, four weeks after he fought um, Lee Ji Liang. He's fighting Neil Magny. That dude is crazy. I mean, Danny Rodriguez, in my opinion, he's already going to be a legend just for how much he fights. But, like, it's funny because, like, there's Hamza who fought three times, and then there's like guys like Daniel and Kevin Holland. Unfortunately for Daniel, he got hurt, so he had to take time off, you know. So we shall see. I'm looking for welterweight. Here we go. Danny Rodriguez, Neil Magny is number thirteen. If he beats him, he should either fight Chiesa or Re like you know what's funny? Everybody's staying away from Shafkat Ragmato. And if what I'm hearing is true, that the UFC tried to have Shafkat fight Wonderboy. And they dropped Wonderboy from the ranking. Dang, that's crazy. I'm surprised they wanted Shafkat to fight Wonderboy Thompson. Oh, no, he's right here. I'm, not, I'm losing my mind because there's stuff going on in the background. I do apologize. But Stephen Thompson's number seven. I was looking for the actual words Wonderboy. Stephen Thompson is number seven. And they want, because here's the thing. Shavkat is, like they say, the lesser-known Hamza. That dude is a killer. So every time he fights, I watch. So we shall see, man. So if Danny wins, he's number 14 right now. If Danny wins, his next fight should either be as low as Michael Chiesa. Chiesa. Shabcat, Ragmarov, and or Vicente Luque. Because then after that, it's Jorge Masvidal, Sean Brady, who's fighting Bilal Muhammad soon. Steven Thompson, Jeff Neal, who looked absolutely sensational in his last fight against Vicente. Gilbert Burns, supposedly going to fight Masvidal. But we shall see. We shall see. Can't wait. Can't wait. But that's two weeks from now. So, Eddie Alvarez, free agent. Um, now, let's talk about Dylan Dennis. Ready for this? Scott Coker, unsure on Dylan Dallas, Bellator future. Sometimes I don't hear from him for months. Dylan Dennis remains a question mark for Bellator president Scott Coker. It's been more than three years since the jiu-jitsu standout and grappling coach of Conor McGregor stepped into the cage and Coker isn't sure whether he'll ever return. Dylan is a kid. We had a lot of hopes for, said Coker, in his post-event press conference for Bellator 285 in Dublin. Coker use of the past tense is a good indicator of where Bellator stands after many fits and start. Knee injuries sent Dennis to the sidelines, and he's gotten far more and more attention over the past few years. For his feuds with fighters and industry vets. In February, Coker welcomed the idea of putting Dennis on a card in Ireland where presumably he would draw support from the community where he has ties due to his relationship with McGregor. Seven months later, the Bellator president is no closer to booking Dennis. He's a super talented jiu-jitsu fighter, but he's got to stay active and he's got to want to come back, Coker said. He calls me, he wants to come back, and then sometimes I don't hear from him for months. If he's really serious about coming back, we'll definitely have a spot for him, and we'll definitely make the opportunity for him. 
Whatever support Dennis has lacked from fans, he's more than made up for in haters who hate his personality and want to see him fail. In that respect, they've had quite the ammunition after his arrest on disorderly conduct charges. I mean, I don't know, man. Because you see, you see this guy on Twitter. He's posting a bunch of nonsense. Like this tweet, and I'll give you 10000 Like, you know, the Instagram bots. Like this tweet, and I'll give you $10,000. Must be following, and he tags himself in the post. Dylan Dennis official. Like, I don't know, man. I think it got to Dylan's head. Because if I am not mistaken, he's a black belt under Marcelo Garcia. And once he started hanging around with Connor and saw the attention Connor was getting, Marcelo didn't like the person Dylan became, so he kicked him out of the gym. So. And like. I know I should be very neutral on these things, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. I can't take Dylan Dennis seriously after both Gordon Ryan and Gordon Ryan's girlfriend exposed him on the fucking Instagram because she would DM him like, like, hey, what's up? We should hang out. And like he would respond and like she took screen grabs of it and Gordon posted it all over social media. And she was saying, I always get what I want. I was like, whoa, man. Like, <laughs> They really, like, ten, like, Ariel would say 10. That was 10-5. 10-5. You lost by 5 points, Dylan, on that one. And I know this is old, and even if I were to go look for it, I probably couldn't find it to show you guys. But trust me, I did see that that really did happen. But I can never take Dylan seriously after um that happened to him. And then he goes on Ariel's show and says, oh, they were all quaking in their boots after I pulled out ADCC. And Ariel would ask him, like, who are you talking about? Are you talking about Gordon Ryan? And he goes, he wouldn't say it. He goes, oh, they know. They know. They all know. I don't need to say their names because they're all afraid of me. He said something along those lines, so I can never really take that guy serious. But that's all I wanted to say on that. Aspen Ladd released from UFC roster following latest weight miss. Aspen Ladd has been released from the UFC after a 7-5 run with the promotion. UFC officials confirmed the news to MMA fighting on Tuesday. The 27-year-old fighter is coming off back-to-back losses to Raquel Pennington and Norma Dumas, but her release comes after she failed to make way for a recently scheduled fight against Sarah McMahon at UFC Vegas 60. That hit the scales at 138, two pounds over the limit for a non-title bantamweight fight, and the bout with McMahon was scrapped from the card. UFC President Dana White indicated afterwards that the motion was addressing the issue, though he did not say whether Ladd would be released. Throughout her career, Ladd has struggled with making weight, and she has three separate bouts canceled. She's had three separate bouts canceled when she was unable to hit the bantamweight limit for her fights. Ahead of her bout with Jermaine Durandamy into 2019, Ladd was visibly trembling when she was stepping onto the scale. Though she made way for the fight, Ladd ultimately suffered a 16-second knockout loss. But she stated she felt physically fine for the fight, despite concerns raised over her weight cut. The California State Athletic Commission later suspended her bantamweight license after she gained 18% of her total body body weight between weigh-ins and the fight. Between weigh-ins and the after failing to make way for her scheduled bout against. Macy Chison in 2021, 
Ladder was pulled from the car due to concerns for over her health. She then booked in a featherweight bout against Dumas and lost by decision. The latest incident led to another fight cancellation and ultimately her exit in the UFC. Once a promising prospect in the UFC bantamweight division, Lad's run, Lad's run with the organization comes to an end with an overall 4-3 and three record. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. What can you say? What can you say? Now, we go... The last bit of stuff for this week. Henry Cejudo. Paulo Costa has been world-class wrestlers. Is a tough matchup for Hamza Chimaev. Now, I'm going to read this to you and then I'm going to tell you why I'm reading it to you. With Chimaev teasing a move up to middleweight for his next fight, former title challenger Costa appears to be the perfect opponent to welcome him to the division. The pair was involved in a confrontation at the UFC Performance Institute earlier this month, which sparked up interest in a potential fight. But Olympic gold medalist Henry Cejudo, oh sorry, but Olympic gold medalist wrestler and former UFC dual champion Cejudo thinks Costa possesses multiple threats to Chimaev, whom he doesn't see being able to impose as well on the Brazilian. I personally think that's a tough fight for Hamza. Cejudo said on his YouTube channel, Paulo has gone against world-class wrestlers and has won. He defended him. Has defended him. He wasn't taken down by Romero. Yo Romero's got inside trips. Yo Romero's got double legs. He's got all that under the sun. There's a big difference of level of wrestling when it comes to Hamza and Yo Romero. Costa edged out Yoel Romero in a back-and-forth war at UFC 241 where the Olympic silver medalist was unable to keep Costa down. Not only does Cejudo think Costa will make Chimaev work in the grappling department, but his fight-ending power as a threat, but sees his fight-ending power as a threat too, which is why he's picking him to hand Chimaev his first loss if they do end up fighting. Guys, I'm sorry if it sounds far away, but sometimes I don't realize how far I am from the microphone. Paulo Costa is always digging to the body. He's got power in his hands. He's always looking for that left body shot, Cejudo said. He's going to welt you over. He's going to will you over. It says he's going to welt you over, and then he's going to will you over. I don't know if they messed up. And I think that's what makes Paulo Costa extremely dangerous. I'm going Paulo Costa. Why? Because I think the wrestling is going to be neutralized, and I believe that he's a little more experienced in the UFC than Hamza Chimaev. So the reason they're saying this is because I believe I said this last week, and I believe this was one of my match, my dream matchups. So Hamza, as the article stated, has he put out a tweet or social media, something on social media. He goes 185, so that's indicating that's where, for the foreseeable future, that's where he's going to be at. So what we need to see is, what I want to see is, can Paulo neutralize the wrestling? And the reason this fight might take place more than others is because this is Paulo's last fight. Like, the UFC does this stuff. They want, like, if you don't want to resign with them, they want to lessen your value if you go into free agency. They bet on themselves like the fighter's betting on himself. Like, they'll give you a hard fight 
on your way out. Like they wanted to do with Nate. And I believe that they'll do this fight because of the Brazil card in January. They'll put it on there because both those guys can fight on that card. Because I'm telling you, the way to do this is you put Amanda Nunes on there. You do the third fight with Pena. And then you hear everybody, ooh, vamos head. Ooh, vamos head. It's, it's Portuguese for, for you're going to die. You put Paulo Costa versus Hamza on there. And if Charles wins and he comes out with little to no damage, think about this, man. Ready for this? People are going to be like, dude, you are out of your mind that you just said this. Think about this. Fuck the, fuck the rankings. Fuck who should get the title shot next. If Charles Oliveira wins against Islam Mahashev October 22nd, January 2023, Charles Oliveira will defend his lightweight championship title against the returning notorious Conor McGregor. Brazil will explode, but the U.S. Everybody around, dude, if you tell me you wouldn't watch that fight, you are out of your mind. You are out of your mind if you tell me you wouldn't watch that fight because we all know we would. Whether it's Connor's knockout power, even though, this is what I heard. USADA has not tested Connor in the past year, so God knows what he's been doing because that dude looks jacked. But let's go back. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine that? Could you? Because I could. But that's all I got for you guys. Remember, follow me, Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram. Official underscore P-I-T-M on Twitter. Bellator result. Congratulations, Benson. Congratulations, Yoel. Looking like DMX. Arr, arr. I'm telling you guys, if you guys haven't seen that, go look it up. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, the next moves, Eddie Alvarez for Benson. I'm honestly just at a legacy. You should give you all the title shot. And just have backup plans in case he can't make weight. UFC, I mean, Bellator Long Beach is this week. Ken, AJ McKee, Adam Borix, Patricio Pitbull, Carlisle. UFC preview, Mackenzie Dern versus Jan Shainan. Can't wait. Eddie Alvarez is a free agent. Eddie versus Benson. I don't know if I already said that. I probably just did. Dylan Dennis' future. I mean, come on. It's on Twitter. Aspen Ladd cut. You can only miss weight so many times before you become a liability to the company. Rodriguez versus Mag Magni. I was going to say Maggie. Um, Danny Rodriguez is a crazy guy, man. Chimaya versus Costa, please book it. I'm ready. Thank you guys. Have a great day. Episode 71 officially closed. Deuces.